Blog Talk Radio. The date with Destiny for Monday, August the 5th, 2019. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. You can download this podcast from iTunes and also receive it via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net or simply by Googling us, Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lease 101. That's L-Y-S-E 101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Once again, we are excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are happy to be celebrating our eighth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people that we have coming up for the rest of this season. So I think that that deserves just a little bit of applause right there because I'm excited to to just be here for eight years, doing this for eight years. So, yes, we're going to just give ourselves a little clap on the back right there. And tonight we have another amazing show. Tonight's topic is Perseverance is Power. Perseverance is power. The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. I'll read that again. The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. People who persevere show steadfastness in doing something despite how hard it is or how long it takes to reach the goal. Perseverance, sometimes called grit, is the great leveler. You don't have to be the wealthiest, have the most friends, 
or be the smartest kid in the class. If you persevere, you can reach your goals. So joining us this evening to talk about perseverance is a great friend and no stranger to the show, Mr. Don Lawrence. As a motivational speaker and author, Don Lawrence uses his life's experiences to provide mentorship to those looking for inspiration through his books and speeches. Don Lawrence is an accomplished entrepreneur since the age of 19 and an over-the-top husband, father, and grandfather. He lives in Freeland, Maryland, where he and his wife enjoy their 26-acre farm. Professionally, Don is known mostly for his contracting business and real estate development ventures. In addition, Don provides mentoring as a real estate coach and enjoys motivational public speaking. With focus, with Don's focus on health, he is a certified fitness trainer and a recreational body builder, which is really interesting. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But a date with destiny would like to welcome to the show a friend of the show. Welcome back, Mr. Don Lawrence. Hello, Don. Are you there? I'm here. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. And you know what? We're going to give you some applause because you have uh, been on my show a couple of times, and we're so excited to have you back with us tonight. Uh, With this topic, with this particular topic, I could not think of anyone else to have this conversation with but you. (laughs) So thank you for joining us this evening. Yeah. Nice yeah, so back. how are you? It's like, yeah, like the third time uh, I've been back to the show, yep. and uh, but things are great. I'm sitting out here on the front porch, and uh, like you mentioned, the 26-acre farm. God has blessed us with a beautiful place to call home, and it's a little uh, hot out here, but it's so nice. I'm just sitting out here looking over this beauty. It just feels like a Norman Rockwell picture, and I'm sitting in the middle of it. It's a fantastic blessing. Awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, and so good. So you're set like in a, in a really good place right now to have this conversation, you know? Um, so that's great. And um, we're just going to hop right in because, as you know, this time goes by so fast. And before you know sure it, it's does. over. Um, so, Don, uh, like I said earlier, one of the reasons why I chose you for this conversation, um, and I've told you this on, on several of our own talks that we've had, that you are one of the most positive people I know. I mean, the things, your life, your journey is so amazing, and um, all of the things that you were able to accomplish and achieve um, is is really the definition of uh, perseverance. If, you know, what I should have done was reading, when I read the definition of perseverance, I should have put your name <laughs> in the yeah. definition because you are Mr. Perseverance himself. Um So one of the things I want to share with my listeners today, I've been noticing like, you know, the, uh, the state of where we are right now um, as a country, as a people, you know, is uh, out for the lack of a better word, I'll just say it's, we're in a very interesting place. And I noticed that a lot of people are getting disenfranchised, um, disenfranchised, disencouraged, uh, they don't 
see, you know, a, a way out of their situations that they may be in. There, We've got people working uh, two to three jobs just to make ends meet. Um, and and there are several people that I've had conversations with that they say they no longer believe in their dreams. They've just given up. They're, there's no hope. They've lost all hope. So one of the things I, you know, just because I know your story, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was just to, to kind of, you know, start to put things into perspective and, and to show people that perseverance doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> it's one of those things okay. that, you know, you're in it for the long haul. Um, but, and, and it, it has, you know, there's a lot of adversity um, that comes with just living day to day. So one of the things, the first thing I want to ask you, Don, is how do you deal with adversity? That's a great question. Uh, You know, I am uh, 59 years old, and when I was 19 years old, I uh, came across a book called The Magic of Thinking Big, and it really boils down to how you think about your your circumstances in the present uh, uh, of your life. And I think that most importantly, what I've learned through – uh, these type of books and, and self-development is to focus on the solution. Um, whenever there's an adversity, something happens. I mean, we all face them, and, you know, you get down and things get uh, tough. you got to start looking within yourself and say, okay, where, what can I do to change the circumstances? And then you, you have to mm-hmm. say to yourself, I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to accept no such thing as failure. I'm going to come out on the other end, and I'm going to have a solution for this issue. And I think that when, when you get said like, uh, and I'll mention, I know we mentioned this in the last show, many of the people don't know, but in 1992, I was diagnosed, well, not actually it was 19, uh, I think it was 92, yeah, I, I had my colon completely removed, and I have a bag on my side, I've been living with a bag on my side for 27 years, and I do mm. my best to help people dealing with that because many of them just feel like, how can I get over this, how can I go on with life, and one of the things I've learned in uh, the years of just training my mind to to work forward through uh, difficulty is to realize that life as I know it is or knew it is now gone. Life as I know it know it now mm-hmm. is going to move forward, yeah. and I'm going to move into that direction. And that's what I told the nurse for the first time they come in to change that bag. I told her I said, "Look," uh, she said, "Lay back there, Mr. Lawrence. I'm going to go ahead and, and change that for you." I said, "No." I said, "You need to saddle me up. I got to ride this horse the rest of my life. Let's get started." Mm-hmm. So first thing I think is just decide. Immediately, whatever that mm. adversity is, you're going to work through it. No matter what, you're going to figure out a solution. And I'll give you another yeah. example. Uh, recently, now right now, uh, I've been in the remodeling business and fixing houses up and stuff for nearly uh, 39 years. This actually, the August was 39 years. And in those 39 wow. years, you get jobs, and yeah, it's just been a long, long road. And I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much done. I, I've started a new uh, venture. I'm starting a new uh, home inspection business. We're trying to get out of this one uh, job that we've been on. And the job turned south and went really bad. In fact, it went so bad, I was really in a jam, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I began to feel that. You know how, like, when you begin to feel that adversity start creeping over, you start getting that kind of like that oppressed feeling? Not a depressed, yeah. but oppressed. It's a yeah. And then you're just having a hard time thinking your way out of that. And I, yeah. I was literally on a deadline of nearly 24 hours later. I needed about $17,000 to solve an issue. And mm. I just said, 
I'm not going to think how I'm not going to look at this thing as you know I'm really in big trouble. This is I'm going to you know I look at all the negatives of it because the bottom line what, what is the worst they can do to you, and and mm-hmm. literally within 24 hours I had the $17,000 I needed and made it happen, and because wow. if I had thought about it as the adversity was going to take over me and I was just going to be um, there was nothing I could do about it. You know, because yeah. it seemed impossible to resolve the problem or the issue. And I was able to get through it because of the way I was thinking about it. I began to turn myself into it and face it and go forward to it, you know. And then, mm-hmm. so I just worked through it, solved the uh, issues. And then, uh, sort of lastly, is never quit. Never quit trying. You've got to keep on yeah. trying no matter what. You've got to look at what are your skills, what are the things that you offer, what is, what is your value, and, uh, and press in towards that direction. And I think that's probably pretty much uh, describes what I do with adversity. I just face it head on and just plow right through. Yeah, you know, you said so many profound things there. I mean, you said a lot um, that we, you know, need to dig into because a lot of people, one of the things I talk about a lot on my show is uh, choices and the ability to renew your mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. which is so important. We have to, you know, we have to reprogram the way we think about things. Because if you don't, you're always, you're going to find yourself stuck and you're going to allow fear to override everything. So, you know, what you just said about training your mind is so very important. Um, And that brings me to, well, you kind of talked about it, but we need to, I don't think we can talk about any of this too much. People need to hear it because we need to uh, find a way and to know that, yes, there is a way out of any situation that you're in, any negative situation that you're in, there's always a way out. So, if we kind of say something again, we may be saying it in a different way, but I just want to make sure that, you know, we're getting the point across about how important it is to persevere through. So one of the questions I have here for you is what drives you to continue to, to, to push through life's adversities? What, what's your drive? Well, I think, I think the number one thing, that I've done in my life is to commit my life to God. And, and I'm okay. a Christian man who, who lives a God-centered life. Um, mm-hmm. God is the center of my world, and he is the guide, and he just, um, you know, without him in my life, I don't know how people do it. And I, I think that's yeah. number one. And then, of course, yeah. the, other, the other thing is for me on, on the, um, uh, the carnal level, if you will, is the, for me that just drives me to push through things is really the prize at the end of the goal. And mm-hmm. it's looking at saying there's an adversity here or there's a, uh, you know, what can I do to keep on pushing through? And I look and say, okay, what is it that I want to do? And, and just kind of like, um, I mean, we all we go through um, uh, challenges with our weight. I mean, uh, um, you know, we all gain mm-hmm. and we lose, we gain and we lose. But mm-hmm. something – I think what happens is you get to a point where there I love what Tony Robbins says, you know, you've got to have your must. When something that you should do becomes a must, no matter what happens, you're going to make that happen no matter what. You will have the thing that you want no matter what adversity may come upon you. You're going to you're going to make that happen because it's a must. And yeah. I like what he says. He always says that if you keep saying I should do this and I should do that and I should I should work through this problem, he said you're going to should all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I like so that. I, 
Yeah, I love I love Tony Robbins with his motivational stuff, and I and I listen to stuff like that, and it keeps me keeps me going. But I, I really believe that number one for me is having God in my life because without Him, I I don't you know have the ability to do it on my own. And then secondly, is uh, the prize at the end of the goal. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you're right. I don't know either how anyone can make it through with not believing in in something higher than themselves. I mean, I know people do it and I don't get me wrong. I'm not judging because I'm not a judgy person. We all have our own journeys and we all have to experience life the way we are choosing to, you know what I mean? But we do have a mm-hmm. choice Absolutely. in how we decide to, to live it. I mean, we have that choice. So, you know, um, and, and, and another thing too, Don, um, in talking to you and just knowing you for um, quite a few years now, and we, we have a lot in common um, where we are very positive, uh, for the most part, very positive people. We have a positive um, outlook on life. And sometimes when, you know, people look at us or they talk with us, you know, we're, we're always inspiring and motivating people to be or to do or to live a better way or this or that or the other. And, but, uh, you know, they don't see us behind closed doors. They don't see the blood, the sweat, the tears that we too (laughs) go through, you know. Um, They think that, you know, because we may have this or we've done that or we're here, we have books or we do, you know, that we have, you know, that life is perfect for us, which is just really not the case. So how do you stay positive? How do I stay positive? Oh, man, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you what. I I believe for me – it's I live in the mind gym. In other words, okay. the mind is like a muscle. The more you program the mind with the good things, the stronger Absolutely. it's going to get, it's going to grow. Uh, yep. So I, I started reading books I mentioned earlier. In, um, mm-hmm. Let's see, I was 19 years old, and I, I, I couldn't read. I mean, I, I didn't have a reading comprehension, and I had I'd, I'd actually taken a GED test three times and failed it. And uh, mm-hmm. the reason I found out that I wasn't passing it because I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. I couldn't retain it. And one day mm-hmm. I came across a book called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Swartz. And I discovered mm-hmm. that when I was uh, drawn to the subject matter that I could read. I, I was enjoying it. So it, it actually started. And I began to start reading these books about self-development, self-improvement. And then, of course, the second yeah. book I read uh, was Think and Grow Rich. And it wasn't no- mm-hmm. necessarily about money but growing rich in potential. You know, and then yeah. I found that if I continually submerse my mind, immerse my mind into training it to be positive, no matter what um, the situation is, that you it, it, you grow in that situation where you're you're beginning to um, earn more, you're beginning to build more, and it's just like I say, you build muscles one mu- one one dumbbell at a time. And the same yep. thing with the books, and of course, going to seminars and things like that. That really helps me stay in po- stay positive in a lot of things. And because of that, it's like what well, my wife used to say, "Well, you're different than everybody, everybody else." And if there's any difference there, it's only because I've spent my time in the gym. You can go into a room, and in five yep. minutes, you can tell who's working out. You know, yep, and when absolutely. you hear people talk, you know, you hear where they're coming from and how they think about a certain thing. You can tell where their mind's being spent. Uh, I get up in the morning. I start off with uh, it's either I'm going to listen to Dr. Miles, uh, listen to um, uh, Charles Stanley, uh, you know, positive, mm-hmm. um, uh, biblical yeah. uh, uh, 
but I also listen to motivation. I, I, I more more so that inspires me to stay positive is not necessarily motivation for transformation. You can be motivated to go. go to these seminars and you can sit and get really motivated and pumped up and you go out and you're all you're all ready to go and a couple of days later you're right back to the same place. But listening to transformational messages, uh recently I just came across I think her name is Lisa Nichols and um, yes. it's a lady that uh she's an African American lady, lived in Detroit, uh was yes. really uh on down on her luck, didn't have anything uh, in her life. She was on uh, assistance. Now she controls yep. one of the one of the only women, women and African American um, publicly held traded companies, and it's a it's a motivational company. And I was yeah. so inspired by her story, and it just those kind of stories motivate me because people that are in this pit of despair can rise above and be sitting in the, in the throne of a king, and it's really yep. boils down to. Staying positive through the way you train your mind to think. So I encourage every every one of your listeners start your day out with something positive. If it just type yeah. in positive think YouTube or some streamline, and you'll get the information yeah. to start to think. Because it's just like we live in a negative world. We live in negativity yeah. all around us. So you have to have something yeah. to combat that. So I suggest first thing in the morning start it out with a positive um, message, and then it helps the day uh, go much better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, because everything that you said is actually food for the soul. You know, mm-hmm. you have to feed your soul. And if you're going to feed your soul, why not feed it with something positive? You know, um, one of the things I share, you know, tell my husband, like sometimes, you know, he'll wake up and the first thing he does is turn the television on and you know he's watching news and I'm like dude no I'm sorry you can have to take that you know turn it off go somewhere else in the you know house and watch the news I can't wake up to that I cannot go to sleep with that I cannot eat with that you know what I mean because <laughs> now you're absorbing all of that negative stuff into your yep. psyche and so no, just no, just, just, you know, it's always going to be there. And I'm not saying don't ever, you know, watch it, but not the first thing in the morning, you know, not when we're eating, you know, and not when I go to bed at night. I don't, I just, you know, no. So you're right. Um, Positive affirmations, listening to things that are going to propel you forward, not, you know, hold you back. Um, And people don't even realize how when you continue to watch stuff like that, it just eats away at you. It just continues to chip and chip. And now you're angry. And when you go to work, you're angry. When you come home, you're angry. And you don't even understand why you're angry. Yeah. So what <laughs> are you really doing to feed your soul? Yes, exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so one of the other things I have to want to ask you is who besides God do you turn to? when things just don't seem like they are working out in your life? You know, um, that's a tough question because God being the center, it's difficult to look at other things. And uh, But I also believe that God is given a gift within each and every one of us to make a change and to give us the ability to be positive. Like you mentioned earlier about the the, uh, the mind, it's like the Bible speaks about that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your yes, mind. Yes, renewing of your and, mind. You know, yes. and, and I think it was um, Solomon who said, above all things, get wisdom. How do you get the information? Yes. You read books. You know? And uh, yes. so I would say that, you know, uh, most importantly, God is in my life. But looking at what I would look at, how do, how do I – 
overcome and how do I deal with adversity and how I work, work through life. It's basically, it's, I look at it like this, and I talk about this in my, in my book that's soon to come out, um, Tragedy's Gift, is um, if you cut your finger, you don't look at it and say, I hope this heals. You know instinctively God has given your body and given your being the ability to heal itself because it's mm-hmm. already been gifted by God. You're going, to get, you're going to get healed. And I believe we can do the same thing with our heart and our mind, that he's given us that yeah. ability to change by, by your, by your uh, strong thinking. So I would say, um, you know, it would be, um, you know, like I say, it's kind of hard to, to step out of the God thing because I think that that's really the center. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is, it is for all of us. It is our destiny. We are we are pre- predestined by God to have. He even said you'd be you'd be predestined even before the foundation of the world. All of us have a yeah. gift. All of us have a re- being here, and and that's a tough one. You know, just trying to find out what we've been putting on this planet to do. Uh, I often yeah. will ask myself. Um, you know, uh, what, I remember one time I was doing a, a speech at the Toastmasters, and I got up in the morning, mm-hmm. and I typed in um, to the computer. It was about four o'clock in the morning. I, I couldn't sleep, and I said, you know. I hadn't really had a speech together and prepared, and I was kind of sandbagging it. And I started typing as if I lived to be 100 years old on this planet, what would it matter that I even crossed this path? And I began to write things down that were important to me. There was 14 things on the list. And I forget what I was speaking about. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I was, uh, the title of that was From, from Tragedy to Destiny. And um, mm. I was speaking, in, and literally in the middle of the, of the talk, it dawned on me that all 14 of those things had to do with one thing, and that the theme was giving, whether it's giving of yourself, mm-hmm. giving of your uh, money, whether it's the giving of your knowledge, you know. And uh, so I think that part of, um, you know, overcoming and so on is giving something back, giving it to, you know, to people to help them. It's like I, I try to mentor people all the time and try to help people um, do better in their businesses. And, and uh, fitness is a big thing for me. I, I try to help people with uh, fitness. And I think a lot of that is, is also by giving, giving back to other people. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, in talking about persistence, getting back to that, um, in persistence, you keep trying something even if it isn't working without changing your approach towards it. You know, and and tenacity is when you keep trying something, but if it doesn't work, you try different approaches to achieve the same goal. So, like, for me, it's like perseverance is the combination of the two. So we, knowing you uh, the way I do, and I know that you have uh, uh, persistently, or should I say consistently, tried so many different things, um, and you've never, like, like, you know, you, you, you approach things with just like a positive attitude, but not everything works all of the time. What makes you, what literally drives you to continue to push? You know, I call it you know, failure way forward. We don't success our way forward. We have to go through failure. And if I look at my uh, the past businesses and things I've tried, I mean, it's just like I, I had an idea uh, to – uh, open a company we called it hard to reach lighting and i was moving out of a house where we had those big foyers and had a light like 19 feet in the air and i realized how i had to build a scaffold uh from the loft to the window to get to that light to clean it and that was the second time i cleaned it and i lived there for 14 years 
And I thought to mm-hmm. myself, whoever, have, uh, if I have this problem, everybody else does, you know. And uh, so I went through and I, I knocked on a hundred doors of my neighbors and said, hey, I, I live down here on this street, whatever. And do you, when's the last time you cleaned that light? Well, I discovered that most people didn't. And the next thing you know, boom, I had an idea. Uh, I was at the Maryland Home and Garden Show. I started the business and we had scaffolding and we started doing it. And within, um, we walk, walked out of that uh, weekend seminar or that weekend uh, trade show with 82 leads. And uh, so mm. I went in and I started doing the I started getting calls and so on and so forth. What I found out was I did it for about two years, and it was a great business. So anybody out there listening would like to do a great business, specialize in hard to reach lighting, cleaning chandeliers. <laughs> and I even had, I think it was a second chandelier I ever cleaned. The lady said, can you clean that? And I looked up, and the thing had a 1,000 crystals on this light. Well, I had never oh, cleaned a light like that. So the first thing is you had to believe you could do it. You know, you, you can persevere through that. So I designed in my own mind what it was going to take to get it done. I took the thing completely apart, and we, we put it up. I got $700 for cleaning that light. How about that? <laughs> wow. But it was a, it's a great business. But what I found out was the um, the perseverance was great. I mean, I could do it, but but it was a, it was a tedious job, and I was the one on top of scaffold, and I'm a little <laughs> bit more meticulous, and I was concerned that if I kept uh, if I put other people in charge of that because it was a tedious job, right. and you had to be very careful. I, so I decided not to do it. But the point is, I, I said to myself, okay, this is not it. This is not the one. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I decided to go right. go into something else. You've got to right. keep trying. You've got to persevere to the next level. And I love what Henry Ford, uh, the automobile maker, said. He said, failure mm-hmm. is only an opportunity to begin to begin again, only this time more intelligently. You know, so Woo, I always say, that say one uh, time, Don. No, no, stop, stop. Say that you got to say that again because <laughs> I love that. Say it again. That's good stuff. Say, say look, wait a minute. Say it louder for the people in the back. All right, all right. It's uh, failure is only an opportunity to begin again, only this time more intelligently. Yeah. So you learn by your mistakes. And I, I love the uh, – there was another quote that says, for every adversity comes with it the seed of a greater or equivalent benefit. And I would yeah. say if you learn by mistakes, then it's profit. If you don't, you're an idiot. <laughs> and of course, I'm looking yeah. in the mirror when I say that. Learn yeah. by those mistakes. It's reapproach. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you ever, you ever, um, like, I, like, if you never worked on a, a car before and you needed to change, uh, I don't know, the water pump went on my, went up on my truck this week. And if you've never changed mm-hmm. one, you might have to go through and do it two or three times. But every time you do it, you learn something more, and eventually you're going to have it down. And some, one of your friends goes, "Hey, my water pump went up my truck," and you say, "Hey, I can put that on." And you do it a third of the time, and you, yeah. you learn, and you, and you get those skills, you know, and that's, that's one yeah. of the things do that you just persevere through things. You learn by your experiences, learn by your mistakes, apply the lessons and then move forward and become better for it. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's the, you again, profound, because to me, the thing that stops people from persevering, from moving forward, from pushing through all and any adversity is fear. Fear is the mm-hmm. number one crippler of success. Okay, and it's the fear of failure that causes the person not to be successful. We have to, like, you know, fear will stop you in your tracks. It just will. Yes, it will. Um, And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been afraid to do a whole lot of things that I've done, but I did it anyway. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the show. But if you don't try, if you don't push forward and push through, how will you ever know? What what, what do you have to lose? Like, what? literally, what do you have to lose? 
And, yep. you know, going back to the quotes, I read a quote that said, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. Uh, would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. You stay with them longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's now, a great, mm-hmm. great line. Uh, and, I, and I'm the uh, same way. You know, sometimes I ask myself, you know, I've been doing the contracting business for 39 years, and I look at the uh, – I think part of um, – and, and that's a good lesson here because, you know, I'm, I, I know what I'm doing with fixing up houses. And, and I mean, without this, uh, at the risk of sounding somewhat arrogant, braggadocious, I'm not going to uh, – I know a no, lot about honey. houses. It pretty much isn't anything I know. Yeah. don't know about fixing a house up. I've been doing it for 40 years. And uh-huh. um, sometimes I think what happens over those years, I look back and I think, boy, if I would have just listened to my gut and listened to the messages I yeah. was receiving – you're, you know, you're good at what you're doing. You're a good yeah. carpenter. You're a good contractor. But really, yeah. is this where you're, where you're you're not in your right lane? You know, so right. I wouldn't right. call my my contracting business a failure. I've been very successful uh, in the contracting business, but I've also had some real challenges uh, in that business. Yep. And now I'm thinking, okay, what is it that I really should be doing? You know, and then I just um, and that's why I say I just started with a new home inspection business, and I think that's where I need to be because it's not so much that. Uh, I want to crawl in crawl spaces and, and attics, but I want to build a team of inspectors, and, and, and that was a perfect example. It's like, okay, how do I persevere through this? I, do I the chicken or the egg? Do I go out and um, do the home inspections because I got to have relationship with realtors so I can, uh, and then I have to be that inspector. But then, how do I get enough business to get other guys going? And I I, I got two guys starting to train with the Maryland um, uh, requirements for the licensing training. They start on the 18th. So, uh, thank God, I figured it out by doing exactly what we're talking about, persevering. I've been trying to think this thing through for nearly a year, which is another mm. uh, lesson is a be patient, keep trying, and be patient because yes. when you yes. go through these lessons, you're going to learn things that's going to help you get it further. And, and you know, it's not, life is not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon, you know. Yes, it is. And uh, so Absolutely. now I finally got things together, and my life is going to look a lot different uh, come a year from now. Um, it's going to be an incredible difference in what I'm doing, and it's m- mainly because just focusing what is the solution, what am I trying to accomplish, not quitting, yeah. learning from those lessons, becoming more intelligent every time I fail, and just keep on moving forward with that and just accept the lessons and move move on and learn more and just move on and learn more and move on and just keep on doing it that way. You do, and and it depends on how passionate you are about it. Because for me, I believe that passion has a great deal uh, to do with it Absolutely. as well. Um, and case in point, this show. You know, I started this show um, over eight years ago, and I had, you know, I didn't know where it was going to go, you know, or anything. I just had a love you know, for sharing information. Um, I went to broadcasting school and um, I knew that this is something that I wanted to do, but it didn't happen overnight and it didn't even start right away. (laughs) You know, I was married with grown children when I started my show. So now here we are. Go ahead. I I see. I remember when you started it and it's been eight years already. It's hard to believe it's been that long. It's been that long. And so for me, it wasn't, you know, and even here's something else, too. It wasn't even about the money. You know, I didn't do it for the love of money. I did it because I enjoyed doing it. And I still do it because I enjoy doing it. Now, would I like for this to, you know, take off to be something else? Sure. You know, you write down your goals. You write down your dreams. And, and, you know, yes, I believe that something amazing is going to come from, you know, me persevering 
all these years doing what I do and just being consistent. And see, here's the thing. So if the thing that you're persevering, you know, doing, if it becomes a chore, then it's time for you to stop. Like if you get yeah, to the absolutely. point where you don't no longer enjoy doing it and it doesn't bring you any pleasure and you just like, you know what, I, I'm done. I just can't do it anymore. Then by all means, you know, listen to what your gut is telling you, you know, mm-hmm. but if you still believe in your dream, don't stop. Keep going because you, God has something so much bigger than our minds can even fathom. You know, and I can, I mean, I know you and I can swap stories all day long about the miracles that have happened in our lives simply because we didn't quit. Yep, exactly. Yeah, not quitting, staying with it. It's just like, you know, you and I both are authors. And, uh, you know, I I had not, and like I was saying earlier, I couldn't even read, let alone be an author. Can you imagine that? And uh, yeah. and then so I have my uh, I participated in one book with uh, Brian Tracy. Some of your listeners will know who that is, a famous author. And I was one of the authors in one of the books, and it went national bestseller. So of course I have that distinction. Even though it was only one chapter, I can make the claim that I'm a best-selling author. And then of course Same the here. second book, I actually started writing that about three and a half years ago. And uh, yeah. we finished it in April. There was some editing uh, challenge we needed to get through, so we're waiting on the final on that now. Hopefully it will be out in the next month or so. We get it in Amazon, get it in stores. But, you know, in speaking about adversity and um, perseverance and just staying with it, you're staying with the show. Uh, I commend you for eight years to be able to do this. That's an incredible uh, you. feat. Um, you know, you, I, and I'm sure it has not always been um, successful and it's not, not always been where it is now. You've had those challenges. You've had to push through all those yep. adversities. And many times, yeah. I'm sure you probably sit down and say, man, I want to quit. I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, with writing yeah. a book, I think just just about every one of your listeners most likely would like to write a book. I think if, you, if you're in a room with 100 people and you ask them who wants to write a book, probably 99 yeah. raise their hands. And you, you first of all have to, you know, just set the goal to do it. Remember the eye on a prize, yep. and then sit down yep. and start writing. Just start tapping words on a keyboard, and and then you just have to persevere. Yeah. And, and like I say, it's been three and a half years of writing this book. But the lessons that I've learned throughout that time, I believe I could write a book of that size and that caliber, probably in a third of the time now. Because I, and just like you now, you could teach someone else to do a show like this in a blink of an eye compared to what you've had yeah. to do because you've got those lessons and you didn't quit. You just stayed with it. You kept yeah. pushing it. Stayed with now, it. Yeah. now the results are for the else. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's just amazing the things that, you know, you learn along the way. And, again, you learn. And, you know, we always say mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Well, stop looking at mistakes. Like it's a bad thing. It isn't. It's a lesson. <laughs> you know, if you don't exactly. make them, you will, you know, how are you going to learn? Right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. So, so let me ask that. you this. I'm an expert. No, go ahead. What'd you say? Okay, say I'm an expert at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, constantly. I step forward to stack. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> on the learning curve. We all are. As long as we live and breathe, we're always going to be on the learning curve because, you know, we're never going to reach the point where we know everything. You know, um, we just aren't. But what you do learn along the way just by persevering and hanging in there, oh, my God, the prize at the end of that tunnel is just, woo, it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And it makes everything worthwhile. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, Um, going back to persevering again, because, um, you know, the title of the show is Perseverance is Power. So 
How important is family support? And oh has that support or the lack of it, uh, support, whichever, um, how has it contributed to your ability to persevere? Mm. Wow, that's, that's, a, uh, that's probably a show within itself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, family support, I'll tell you, you know, my wife and I have been married. We celebrated 39 years this May 24th. Oh, congratulations. 40 years. And we, wow. we met when we were, I was 12, she was 11, we met in church, and uh, of course I waited until she was old enough to marry her. I think she, we were both <laughs> well, 19. that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so we have been married a long time. Well, she has seen me through, I mean, I, I've done, people look at me, my daughter called me the Renaissance man because I've done practically everything under the sun. I mean, I, from selling carpet to selling life insurance to selling cars and um, uh, sold, sold carpet for Carpet Bearers Commercial Division. I've had, I, I think I've done every network marketing business out there trying to, and it was all really just trying to um, to get ahead and just to get, find that one thing, you know. And of course, I've always yeah. been uh, instruction because that was like, my dad was a carpenter, his father was a carpenter, my granddad, and of course, all the brothers. So it's kind of in the blood, you know. And, um, yeah. But, um, Excuse me. So uh, you know, be doing doing that. And I, you know what? I've totally lost my train of thought, Lisa. What was your question again? If you wouldn't mind repeating. <laughs> no problem. But look, you know that happens when we get you know a, a little older. But it's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah. um, the question was. Support. Now I got it. Okay. Yeah, uh, that happens. You know, I have to take my ginkgo biloba. I didn't take that today. <laughs> no problem. But, but hey, um, it's, yeah. it's all good. Right, but uh, Darlene, um, mm-hmm. when I when I first started doing this business, it was very I was very fortunate that uh, Darlene was working, so there was consistency. She was in the corporate world, and she was she was rapidly growing in the uh, uh, medical uh, field, and uh, she was doing very well. So she she kept the consistency in the house. Now. One of the challenges when you have an entrepreneur in the house or someone that's, uh, you know, when you need the family support is that sometimes work is slow and you see that person mm-hmm. going out to work because they have a consistency. They're going to work every, every you know, 40 hours, 50 hours a week, whatever, and they see you mm-hmm. being at home. One of the things I always made sure that you're looking for family support, but you got to earn it. You can't just expect them to support you. Well, like I think I saw it was on Dr. Phil's show. A guy says, I- I've been writing a book for three years. And he said, well, where are you at the book? He said, i got a chapter written. <laughs> you know? oh, and the no. wife was upset. Ran home, not doing anything. So with me, I always made sure I got up. If I was cleaning the house, I always participated in something, uh, even though it wasn't any work. So, but as the years had gone by, one of the things, many of the uh, the, the come to Jesus meetings, as we refer to them, uh, we mm-hmm. would have our, our discussions, and uh, they would get very heated. And at times, it almost came to the point where we were ready to separate because of my oh, wow. being in. Because being in the business for yourself, there's sometimes there's highs and lows, and of course, Ooh. when you're learning it, you know you're learning all those challenges as you um, you know go. And sometimes, I mean, if you go to college and you spend four years in business school, you're gonna be a lot lot sharper, a lot faster instead of learning it from the school hard knocks like I did. Now I've got college mm-hmm. credits and I've I've got all that stuff and I've, I've been there, but I've learned being in the street. But during those those times, Darlene had to put up with my inconsistency in income, inconsistency with work. And uh, mm. so she, she supported me, but there were some very, very strenuous times. But she will tell you during the later years when I really started understanding what business was and how to you know, become a more marketing-driven and understanding it, and I became more successful and started getting uh, just good at it, uh, she started, uh, you know, b- both of us reaped the rewards of that. But the most important reward, she hung in there with me during that whole time. She supported me. She persevered. Mm-hmm. 
no matter what I decided to do, she she was like, you know, whatever you want to do, you you know, go ahead and do it. Uh, but later in the years, her mother uh, had gotten sick because she had Alzheimer's, and I was blessed to, with my daughter, who put her master's degree on hold, uh, while my mother-in-law would begin to lose her faculties, and she wasn't able to take care of herself. But uh, in her last, uh, I think, three months, three and a half months, Jesse and I, because of my being self-employed, uh, were able to take care of mom through her last breath. And, of course, we wow. had a lot of family coming in and fixing dinners, and I can't take credit on our own. But And we would do it again. But had it not been for Darlene's support and just being with me and letting me go through all my craziness, you know, mm. uh, that wouldn't have happened. It, but yeah. family support, without it, um, I know, um, like I have a couple of young ladies right now I'm mentoring through, they want to start flipping houses. And um, mm-hmm. it's challenging for them because they have a little, one of them has a little girl, and, you know, you come mm-hmm. home from work, you got to put, you know, fix the dinner, you got to make sure the food's on the table, feed the baby, bath the baby, you know, give the baby a bath, put the baby down for sleep, and it's 8 o'clock at night. Well, how do they make that work without family mm-hmm. support? If the husband's ready to step up and take care of them, then she's not going to be able to do the study and make the calls and do the things she needs to do. So I think right. that uh, family support is paramount. It's almost impossible. And it doesn't have to be a business. I mean, just even when um, um, my, my wife, during 1992, when I was sitting there in the hospital and I had to face a decision as to whether I was going to have them put a bag on my side or not. And I was a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier. I was very much into my fitness, physical appearance, meant right. a lot to me. And I remember the doctor, and I finally said, he, uh, he came in and basically told my wife, if I didn't have a surgery, I had two weeks to live. So, of course, I, I mm. always mess I always say humor. You know, I say, well, can I have a week to think about it? You know, but um, <laughs> but without that, I, I remember I became very emotional and I began to weep like a baby. And I said, how are we going to get through this? I couldn't imagine mm. this young man who's 32 years old had this great body. And now he's going to have a bag hanging on his side. What's that going to be like? What's it going to be like with our relationship? And what are you going to think about me? And so on. And uh, she said, we'll yeah. figure it out. And when she supported me with that, I knew that I was going to be okay because I had her and I had her in my life. So family, without Darlene and my family to be there for me, it would have been really, really challenging to uh, mm. have landed landed with this um, ostomy. And now, it's, to me, it's, it's not a big deal at all. I don't even think about it. I've had it for 27 years. But without mm. that family support, I do know that some people don't have that, and it's really, really difficult for them. And, and it's not only family support, you, you know, your friend support. Um, there's a guy in my church. He was going through the same thing, except he had an emergency surgery, and he's doing um, much better. I, I met with him and tried to teach him what he needed to do, what type of uh, products to use to make his life better. So having the support from loved ones, friends, people mm-hmm. in your life, a loved one is defined not as just a family member, but a person is a, a very endearing, close friend. You know, so yeah. having the support, it's just amazing. It really is. Yeah. And, and, I, and one more thing. I know I'm, I'm talking a lot, but, I, but your support, no, no, no. I, you know, uh, when you and I first met, I remember we were sitting in a uh, Panera Bread. We had a meeting with a bunch of the ladies that you were involved with and Doc and the different mm-hmm. ones that were involved. And I think it was making it happen, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, LLC, I think you guys had. And you said, why mm-hmm. are you doing what you're doing? You know what you know what you're supposed to be doing, Don. And um, at that moment, I was selling uh, prepaid legal services. I was selling uh, legal services at the time, and I met you guys thinking that you guys could use the services. And we turned it around, and okay. I left there a different. But you said to me, "Why are you doing what you're doing?" And I was like, "Well, I got to make a living, yeah, but you know in your heart what you're supposed to be doing." And I mentioned to you that uh, I like doing real estate, but ultimately I wanted to speak and I wanted to write books. And you said you need to do what you know your destiny is. And I, I, within six days of you and I meeting that time, I left there and I raised uh, $1.2 million to buy real estate Incredible. through an investor. 
Incredible. And and you know what happened? It was the renewing Mm. of mine. It clicked in my head. I changed. It was supported by your support because of your support. I I had that idea. Something clicked. It's like when you go on that diet, you know that you something just you're not you're not having a pie anymore. (laughs) It's just you don't do that. You say I don't eat stuff. Something clicks, and 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 there is a perfect example where the support of loved ones, friends, uh, family, that there might just be a little phrase that they say, or the way they support you in something that could just propel yeah. you to stardom. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh wow, Don. That just gave me goosebumps because I remember back then, and it was just obvious to me. Like it was just. So obvious because look at you like you're and I tell you this all the time and I don't say it you know just to be blowing smoke or anything like that but you are just incredible and just hearing your story about the colossally bag you know 27 years of just going through that alone like a lot of people just would not be able to make it through like and here you are you know how many years later you said 27 like 27 years you is there anything that you wanted to do but you haven't done yet? Like, of course, there might be, like, some things on your bucket list that you may, but, I mean, you've lived your life as if it never changed. Mm-hmm. And that's perseverance. The that's the power of perseverance. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually um, gave me power. And I'll tell you something. You talk about power. Power, mm-hmm. for me, came by people uh, let me let me back up. So so when I first had the surgery, uh, I was really in the body. But I was benching on average about 300 and uh, 300 pounds was a good bench press for me, and I was only weighing 167 pounds, so I was very strong. Wow. But when I had the mm-hmm. surgery, I lost 65 pounds in about a month, and uh, mm. I turned. I was so skinny, so scrawny. I wanted to go back to the gym, and uh, but. Uh, I was a little embarrassed. I wanted I could barely put 110 pounds on the on the plates. I started pulling the plates off. And what happened was this guy came over that I knew from the gym. He said, man, I didn't even recognize you. What happened to you? And I had mm-hmm. a choice to make it. When I was going to not just kind of brush it on the rug because I don't want anybody to know I had a bag on my side. And I said, you know, I said I had a surgery. And um, I was telling him about what happened. He said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. You know. And, and, and then another friend came over. And, again, I had to make a decision. Am I going to be public with it? So I decided, you know what, I'm going to let him know. And they started saying, man, I, I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you're in the gym. I mean, I couldn't do that. You know. So it empowered yeah. me to say, wow. These guys, I mean, they're, they're looking at me like I'm something special. So maybe I am. And I realized that I wasn't very special. I just realized that uh, that, that the them complimenting me on my ability to handle it gave me power. Uh, yeah. to knowing that I had to persevere through those things that were or difficult. Uh, of course, I, yeah. I went back. I couldn't really lift very well, and a couple months later, and li- I had the surgery in April, and by September I was benching 300 pounds again. You know, wow. so you just you get it. And I could have just quit. I could have said, well, I, I can't lift weights. I'm too skinny, too scrawny. I can't do it. Um, and I'm embarrassed to go in there or whatever. And it was a little awkward. I mean, I had to go in there with gym shorts when of I course. knew I – it's almost like you know the bags under your shorts. But you yeah. think everybody else is seeing you that way. And the reality yeah. is it's how you see yourself. And uh, I just uh, – through that, and then next thing you know, I mean, I got back into it. And a few years later, I actually um, – was one of four out of um, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people to participate in the EAS Physical Transformation Challenge, and I was one of four that got a gold medal for for finishing it. Now, I didn't win the contest, but it but it changed me uh, tremendously. In fact, I did so well. People say, "Man, what are you doing?" You know, and I'm like, "I'm not doing any uh, any steroids or whatever." And and people are like, well, you know, um, and then the next thing you know, I went and got my certification as personal trainer uh, because people wow. wanted me to teach them what I was. 
You know, it was just yeah. all from that person going through it and just saying, I'm not yeah. going to accept this as failure. I'm not going to accept failure, and I'm going to push through. See? So it's Again, been quite a journey. Goes, yeah, and that goes back to what we said at the beginning, the renewing of your mind. It's a mindset. It is a right. mindset. Perseverance and just changing your life and deciding to choose the, the you know to be positive it's a mindset and you're right it is a muscle your mind is the strongest muscle that we have okay yep. and it's it's and, and if you don't it's, so with a muscle like you said you go into the gym and you want to build your biceps and your triceps what do you do you go into the gym and you you lift the weights and you get in shape and you do this well it's the same thing with our minds you must yep. start to 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 uh, uh, read positive affirmations you have to put in the work. You, and, and that's perseverance, exactly. too, doing the self-work, doing work on yourself. I think doing self-work is one of the hardest things besides being a parent and being a mom or dad, because I always tell people yes, being is. a mother or being a parent is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Like, that's like, you know, that's, that's anybody can go out and work a nine-to-five job because you can learn how to, you know, but being a parent? Woo! That's yep. something. That's just a whole, on a whole nother level. But with the mind, it's it's a must. You know, and um, going back to what you said, as far as, you know, when you when that guy approached you the first time and he says, wow, I haven't seen you in a while. You know what happened? And you decide you stood there and you made a decision. You had a choice. You could have kept it to yourself. And then what that would have done is, you know, you would have uh, um, held on to self-pity. But what you chose to do, again, the word chose what you chose to do was to speak your truth. You and by you speaking your truth, it released all of that, you know, uh, um, self pity, yeah. like in that right, exactly. and it released all of that, and then you were able to live. You were able to move forward, put that behind. Of course, you can never put it behind you because it's with you all the time. But you started looking at it differently. You know, you could have stayed like in a in a place of just negativity, and probably would have killed you. Because let me tell you something: yep. anxiety it'll take you out of here. I bet, I bet it will. It will take you out of here. Yep. So just just you are just I'm telling you, you know. Again, this is why I keep having you on because <laughs> there's just so <laughs> much that we can share. You know, just to help other people to. See that you're not the only one. Um, you're not the only one that has ever gone through or been in a situation where you can't you you can't see your way through, or you know you just feel like you're stuck or you're afraid to move forward because of one what other people may think about what you're doing. It's just so much. It's so yes, it much, is. and um, we we you know. Again, I'm, I'm going to have to have you come back on um, because, like, we're <laughs> the time is running out, but there's a lot more to discuss, and I'm hoping that you will come back and join me again, um, Don, yeah, so that yeah. we can continue this conversation. Absolutely, anytime, anytime. Is there anything that you want to leave um, with our our listeners before I let you go? Um, just the, the bottom line is uh, take personal responsibility. Uh, take responsibility for yourself and understand you're the only one uh, from deep within you that can change that, and no one's going to persevere for you. You've got to push through yourself. 
Um, you Absolutely. know, just like when I found out I was diabetic 14 years ago, a doctor called me and said, it's conclusive, you're diabetic. And the first thing he wanted to do is put you on pills. I said, you know what? I said, uh, I don't want to do it that way. I said, how about give me 90 days, I can fix it. And uh, he said, you can't fix it. I said, well, I can certainly control it. And that was 14 years ago. And most of the time, my numbers stay normal, but I've never taken a pill. I've never taken a shot, but I work out three days on, one day off. So I'm doing six days a week working out. So I traded needles and pills for what was awesome. natural. and. and so having a discipline, persevering through it, and, I mean, I have my weekdays. I, I, I get off my game, and I've been off my game for a couple uh, weeks now, but I get back on it. I don't look at it as, yeah. as a detriment. I learn from it again, you know. So I would say yeah. take personal responsibility and decide to accept no such thing as failure and decide you're going to push through and persevere no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Don Lawrence, thank you again so much for just taking the time out to be with us today. Um, I just love you to pieces. And um, I just, you know, of course, I'm always just wishing you the best in every one of your endeavors, like every single one of them. And you are amazing. So keep on persevering, Mr. Don. And uh, just show us, the rest of us, how it's done, you know. I appreciate being on. Thank you, and, and the best to you and your endeavors as well, because I think you're just as crazy as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not supposed to tell everybody that. <laughs> no, but thank you secret. so much, sweetie. Yes, it's our, our little oh, okay. secret. Shh, don't tell nobody else. All right, Ronnie. well, take care, and if you'd like to hold on, you know, while I finish up, um, that's, you know, that would be fine, too. So, again, uh, thank you, Don. And we're down to that part of the show. I want to leave you with this. There's five steps to persevere, even when you really want to quit. Step one, make sure your goals are worthy of your perseverance. Sometimes you actually should quit. In other words, does the passion run deep? Would you do that thing even if you didn't get paid to do it? Does it bring you joy, peace, or inspiration? If the answer is no to any of those questions, then maybe it's time to move on to something that will bring you those things. Step two, Recall past persistence by thinking back to other things that you perceived in, that you persevered in. What did that feel like? Remember the satisfaction that you felt from that? Allow that to propel you forward again. Step three, take a step. Take that first step forward and then jump. If you listen to my show, you know that I reference a lot um, Dr. Martin Luther King's quote, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Well, I can, can't reiterate that enough. Taking the first step is all about having faith. And the definition of faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You will never know if something will or will not work if you don't take that first step. Number four, set your pace. Set the pace that is right for you. Do not allow others to set the pace or the timing for your dream or your goals. It may take you a year or two or ten Remember, this is your dream, your desire, your destiny. You are the captain of your ship. Steer it to your satisfaction. And step five, just keep going. Even if it's the only, even if it's only in your mind, if after having done and confirmed all of the above and you really feel 
and are deeply convicted about your passion, then by all means, just keep moving forward, especially if it's only in your mind. Don't stop dreaming about it thinking about it, writing about it. I am a witness to seeing the miracles and results that happen when you persevere. Now, I'm not going to lie, persevering is not for the faint of heart. It does take true grit to hang on to a dream and continue to the pursuit of happiness, whatever that means to you. But when you do reach that goal and receive the abundance and the blessings that come from sticking it out, man, they are so, so sweet, and it really makes it all worth it. And finally, I will leave you with one of my favorite poems, just one of my favorite poems that I felt like it was so appropriate for such a time as this. Invictus by William Ernest Hensley. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but not unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. So that concludes our show for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us and a shout out to my friends and all of my family who are always loving and supporting me and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Don Lawrence for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some you stopped by and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 and follow us on twitter at least lysc 101 make sure you come back and tune in next monday august the 12th at 6 30 eastern time eastern standard time when our uh, special returning guest will be the incomparable cousin jane elliott i am really looking forward to that one also remember folks that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power and when we know better we do better so your mission if you choose to accept it is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation seek god and learn how to love yourself first because after all you owe it to yourself to know yourself once again i'm lisa m saunders and thank you for tuning in to blog talk radio's a date with destiny peace and abundant blessings everyone <music>